Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Okay, you all have real jobs. You work for a living. I have a fake job. I don't know if Joe considers his job or Guy, but I have a fake job. This isn't real work. I enjoy doing this. But I do consider my job, given that you all work hard for a living, to distill down into an hour-long show what you need to know. And this gun bill that was pushed late last night with no time to read it is a disaster. A couple decent things in there, but overall, the bill is a disaster for civil liberties. I'm going to get into that. Also, a number that just broke this morning proving Biden's lying again, but that's not even breaking news at this point. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You like your web history being spied on and sold off to advertisers? I don't. That's why I use a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I got that. An update on the elections yesterday, primary elections, mixed results for Trump. Why do I, why do I, Trump wasn't running. Why do I bring that? Because that's how the media discusses everything in terms of Trump. So I'll give you the skinny on that and a lot more. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joseph, let's go. All systems go, Dan. All systems All, yes, go. Yes, sir. Daddy-o, big morning. Right before I got in the air, the, uh, just quickly before I get to the gun bill, uh, Canada's uh, inflation number year over year just came in at 7.7%, which is kind of weird because ours was 86 And Joe, we were just told by Biden that everywhere else in the world, it's worse than the United States. Wow. Everywhere else in the world, despite... Canada and every other place <laughs> where the United <laughs> States is just weird. 7.7, 8.6, 7. 7.7. Yeah, so we're worse. Okay, just check it. Just wanted to throw that in there you, as sir. we fire away at the show. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah, that Biden, it seems like he's always just confused with the facts and stuff. Like, but lie. No, he's not lying. He never, Biden never lies. Hell no. No, he's just misinformed as always. Sure. So shame on any Republican supporting this disastrous gun bill legislation launched late last night. The bill is a disaster. Folks, it doesn't matter if there are four and five good things in there about school safety and school security. If there are four and five horrible things, which are going to take away your civil liberties, right? Correct. Uh, I think we can all analyze the whole idea of a bill that's going to affect the entire country is the idea. We haven't spoken about this in a while, Joe, about, of Pareto optimization. Okay. Right? I don't want to get too wonky, but we used to talk about this all the time. Pareto optimization is the principle that any of these bills that affect massive numbers of people should at a minimum benefit at least one person while harming no one. Right. The, right. I, that, that's how, you know, a bill is optimized. It should help at least one person while harming no one. Then it's good. That's this bill does none of that. It harms a lot of people's civil liberties while helping, I would argue, very few. Very few. Here's what I mean. Now, if you want a full, comprehensive look at what's in the bill, I recommend this article by the great Beth Bauman. It is in my newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Please subscribe to the newsletter. It's free. We don't spam your inbox. I tell you that all the time. You've heard it before. Uh, it's in American um, Armed America News. Again, worth your time. She goes through the whole thing. I'm going to give you some of the lowlights of the bill. Um, the, there, again, so there's some decent stuff about school safety and security in there, but it, it's overwhelmed by the bad stuff. First, be, um, before we get to that, here, here's a tweet from Gun Owners of America who uh, about senators who are advancing this disastrous bill. You can see there, Blunt, Burr, Capito, uh, Capito, that's a, that's a surprise. Cassidy, Collins, Cornyn. Ernst, Ernst, it's just, I, I don't get that. Toomey uh, supports, but didn't vote. Graham, McConnell, Murkowski, Portman, Romney, Tillis, Young, a lot of, you know, typical uh, offenders in there. And your civil liberties, we get that. It's almost like they're trying to lose. <laughs> Joe, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory every single time. Every the Republican Party. It's every single freaking chance they get. It reminds me of that thing we say on the show all the time, right? Republicans are not the solution to all your problems. But Democrats are the cause of it. Because you, you may say, well, Dan, you keep complaining about Republicans. Why do you vote for them? 
because we live in an imperfect world. If one guy's causing my problems and one guy may not be the solution to them, I'll vote for the guy who may not be the solution over the cause. Doesn't mean I love either one of them. It means I live in a world of fallible choices and I'm a realist. It sucks, but we got to get better candidates. It's as simple as that. So the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, which is a hilarious title because it will do very little to make communities safer, but it'll do a whole lot to take away your civil liberties. Here are some of the lowlights, and this is where they get really tricky. So an FFL, a federal firearms licensee, someone licensed to sell firearms, right? Federal firearm licensee. The bill does this dipsy-doo, quick kind of a flip-a-roo end around. quick a flip a right? Section 12-0-0-0-2, it redefines who an FFL is. It, with the, it redefines by striking with the principal objective of livelihood and profit and inserting to predominantly earn a profit. Really? So you could be declared an FFL with all the licensing requirements if you sell your own guns privately to predominantly earn a profit? That sounds like it could be just about anyone. I think that's the point. So you couldn't get universal background checks. What's the point of universal background checks? Come on, ladies, fellas, you all know you listen to the show. You know it better than I do. The point of universal background checks is because Democrats want a list of everyone who has firearms. And if every private sale to a legal gun owner, including you selling or giving your guns to your kids when you die, has to be documented, the Democrats have a list of everybody who has guns so they can come get them later. That's why they want universal background checks. Trust me on this one, please. They can't get universal background checks because criminals don't go through background checks and Republican voters know it. So, Joe, let's just redefine who an FFL is. Oh, you sold a bunch of guns for profit? You're not an FFL? Sounds like a crime to me. (laughs) Republicans, man. So freaking stupid every time. Do they even read this stuff? Really, seriously, Lindsay and others admit, did you guys even read this? FFL redefined. Yo, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not, it's not funny. I, I, it's not. I just, you almost have to admire how the Democrats, here's it, Joe, a little carrot every time. "Ah," Republicans are so chasing, chasing the carrot. The Democrats just own you guys on Capitol Hill. It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Can't get universal background checks? Just make everybody an FFL. Joe Armacost has a 22 he inherited from his granddad. Yeah. Or Joe Biden called Grandpop, right? Gives it to little Joe. Trained Marine, right? Yeah. Next thing you know, Joe's got to get on a list. Make sure you background check that guy. He's big trouble. Uh, Joe's an FFL. He sold it for profit. Unbelievable. Suckers every single time. It gets worse. I'm going to go through four uh, low lights from the bill. Here's another one. Uh, federal money to incentivize states to implement red flag laws. Red flag laws. Uh, now, the law does try to inject some constitutional protections, but the constitutional protections are very limited. One of the things left out of this red flag law, which would allow people to take your guns, which I would argue with no due process, with no effective due process, is more of a precise way to say it. I do not support red flag laws. I do not support the government weaponizing themselves to be able to take away your firearms. If they want to charge you with a crime, they were able to do that right now. Threatening people's lives with a gun is a crime. Menacing, aggravated harassment, it's already a crime. It's not an extra super duper crime. Now, the problem I have with this red flag law, as Beth pointed out in the piece, is it appears that there's no money for a public defender if they take your guns without being charged with a crime. Oh, again, weird carrot. GOP, hey, like little donkeys being led around by the Democrats. So you don't need to be charged with a crime. They take your guns. You have no money for a lawyer and there's no public defender money in there. Pay for your own lawyer. Well, I don't have money for a lawyer. Sorry, gun's gone. Have a nice day. Sorry, Jack or Joe or Dan or Gee or Justin or anyone else. Sorry about that. You don't have money for a lawyer. You're SOL. Stuff out of luck. GOP again. Carrot <laughs> Lindsay being led around like a donkey. Mitt and these other dunces. John Corn, I couldn't be more disappointed. Here we go. Number three. 
I'll put the text up, by the way. You guys can read all this. I'm flipping it up on the screen. Uh, Guy's putting it up there on rumble.com slash Bongino. You can read it as we're up. I'm talking enough that you can read through the thing. Um, here's number three, penalties for ammo smuggling. What is this? So they have these enhanced penalties, including a potential decade plus in jail for, uh, for ammunition smuggling. Ammunition smuggling. A person who smuggles or knowingly takes out of the United States a firearm or ammunition or attempts or conspires to do so with intent to engage or pose in such conduct. And it goes on and on. Folks, listen, um, 15 years, 15 year sentence for that. So just to be clear, while ammo smuggling against federal law, again, is, is currently illegal, it's hence against federal law. Uh, these laws worry me because people leave ammunition in their bags all the time. Uh, folks, it happened uh, to a friend of mine in a prior line of work who forgot his badge, was on a vacation and had left ammo in his bag and kind of got himself in a little bit of trouble. Happens all the time. You want to spend 15 years in the clink? Alcatraz for you, Armacost. Left that ammo in the bag. Now, listen. We can do these things in a smart way. We can do these things in a dumb way. Leave it to the GOP to sign on to the dumb way. Here is the most troubling part of this whole thing. Uh, screenshot number four from the bill. This boyfriend loophole they talk about. Now, there is a, a domestic violence provision written into federal law. Now, if you're convicted of a de domestic violence crime against your, your wife or your husband, you, uh, in, in most cases, will not be allowed to possess a firearm. They want to expand that to include, quote, current or reading, or, or current, no, I want to get this language precise. I'm sorry, strike that. Quote, current or recent dating relationships. Folks, listen, I, I mean, obviously, it goes without saying, any kind of relationship abuse, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, Domestic abuse of any kind is abhorrent. I've responded to enough of these as a police officer. I'm not going to be lectured by the left. I wrote about it in my book, a personal experience in my own family with this, which changed me for life. I'm not going to be lectured by anyone about the horrors of domestic abuse. I lived it. I saw it every day. So really, you can take that somewhere else. I know how bad it is. I actually lived it. No one will speak out against this in stronger, more potent terms. I actually wrote about it, like I said, in my first book, how deeply it impacted my life. But folks, again, that does not excuse the wiping out of due process and recategorizing uh, re relationships. What is a current or recent dating relationship? What does that mean? Do you understand the potential for abuse here, folks? Again, due process matters. Does that mean you dated someone three, four years ago for six months and the relationship didn't go well? You post on Instagram a, a photo of a new uh, whatever AR you bought. Next thing you know, you find yourself the subject of a of a of a confiscation order for your firearms. Uh, these are serious questions. Maybe questions the GOP should and uh, should have ironed out before they jammed this down a bunch of senators' throats last night. You know, folks, Pareto optimization, right? Help one person while harming no one. The potential for harm here is dramatic. I mean, why do we have to do this? Why are we relying on, I love what I do here, but like I said, this isn't a real job. This is a, this is a joy for me to do, to cover politics. I like it. I personally like it. I would do it for free. But candidly, why are we relying on a talk show? That's what this is. For me to tell you what's in this bill rather than legislators doing it. The answer is they didn't know. I got a text last night from a legislator, a good friend, saying this thing was stuffed down our throats at the last minute. No one even had the chance to read it. So we're relying on me and Beth Bauman the next day to sum up for you the lowlights of this thing. Come on, man. Every single time, man, let around like we have freaking carrots. Here you go. <laughs> Dopey GOP every time. All right, moving on. Can you do me a favor, Guy, in the clips today? I don't, I don't usually give you guys any instruction on the clip. Our, our Rumble Clips channel. What's the URL, by the way? Uh, Rumble.com slash Bongino Clips. Please subscribe to that channel, too. If you can't watch the whole show, Guy puts in the clips. Can you put this lowlights of the gun bill thing in there? I, I, don't, I, I usually let you kind of do that on your own. But this is so important that you spread this around. No Republican should be voting for this, even the rhinos. Those provisions have to be stripped out or dramatically redefined. Moving on. There were a lot of elections yesterday. Alabama, 
We had Georgia. Uh, big, important stuff happened yesterday. We had runoffs in Georgia and Alabama. Also, Virginia had its primaries. Uh, I hate doing this because they're not. Trump is not running. He is obviously not on the ballot. He's not running for a congressional seat in Florida. He's not running. Yet every single media entity out there categorizes these results as if it's some referendum on Trump. Everyone, even on the right. Here, just the news. As primaries reach midway point, Trump scores big Alabama win, but loses again in Georgia. Here's just this in a nutshell, and I'm going to move on. Georgia, the endorse, Trump endorsements in Georgia just have not been doing well. That's not my opinion. That's just a fact. He's been doing exceptionally well elsewhere. He endorsed uh, uh, Katie Britt in the Alabama Senate runoff and the Alabama Senate race initially. And Britt won pretty handily last night over Mo Brooks in Alabama. So that's over. Katie Pritt's going to go on to challenge the uh, a Democrat. And I'm, that she's going to, I see very little chance of her losing, knock on wood. So Katie Britt was the Trump endorsed candidate. Big win for him there, even though he had endorsed Brooks, Mo Brooks and an unendorsed Mo Brooks. But in Georgia, the, uh, listen, it's just the way it is. His endorsements continue to struggle. He had endorsed Vernon Jones against Mike Collins. Collins won in a rout in that Georgia uh, runoff. And then Rich McCormick uh, ran against Jake Evans in another congressional race. And Jake Evans won one huge, uh, excuse me, Rich McCormick won huge over Jake Evans, who was a Trump endorsed candidate. So mixed night. I hate discussing it in those terms, but again, you'll see it even in conservative media. Everything's discussed as if it's a referendum on Trump. And it kind of speaks to his power and grasp over the Republican Party still, despite the Democrats' protestations. Otherwise, oh, Trump is meaningless. If he's so meaningless, then why do you guys keep talking about him with every single race? Why? Matter of fact, this is funny. I'm, I'm going to get to this from a different perspective in a minute, Politico. But Politico Playbook this morning, you know Politico Playbook, which is like the lefty Bible every morning. send out this email every morning. I recommend it. It's good to see what the left is thinking. And Playbook is always a consortium of leftist lunacy, right? Look at the headline. I didn't even intend this to be part of the show. Perfect timing, Phil. June 22nd, 2022. GOP wonders if Trump's endorsement still matters. <laughs> he's not running, guys. He's not running. His endorsement record is spectacular. Better than any politician in American history. There's no one even close. He's not going to win every race. Georgia, it's not working out well for him. The rest, around the rest of the country, it is. I don't know what to tell you. All right, let me get to my, uh, my next sponsor. I'm going to go back to this coming up next. How the overcompensation on January 6th is leading to just the public, I think, completely tuning out. Folks, the public doesn't like hyperbole from either side on any issue. And I think the overcompensation and the dramatic language, I can prove it to you, is making people just completely tune out. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, today's sponsor, Magic Spoon. This is a, I always use this box because it's real. It's not a prop. This is a box of blueberry that Magic Spoon cereal sent to us. And my daughters tear it open, tear it open like, uh, <laughs> like they're rabid, and they eat the whole box. This is the actual box of Magic Spoon cereal. Since I started incorporating Magic Spoon into my daily morning routine, I've noticed fewer cravings throughout the day and more energy to hold me over to lunch. It's true. Magic Spoon is zero grams of sugar. Honey Nut is one gram, 13, 14 grams of protein, 140 calories, and only four net grams of carbs per serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. You can build your own box. They have available flavors for your custom bundle, including cocoa, Fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cookies and cream, maple waffle, which is outstanding, blueberry muffin, cinnamon roll, and honey nut. Even more exciting, Magic Spoon just brought back their cereal bars permanently. It's a perfect fit, uh, perfect on-the-go companion for your cereal. Here's how you get this delicious cereal. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, and grab a custom bundle of cereal today. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon's so confident you're going to love their product. It's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it, for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Get your next delicious, guilt-free bowl of outstanding cereal at magicspoon.com slash Bongino and use code Bongino to save $5 off. Thanks, Magic Spoon. We appreciate it. So I just showed you the thing from Playbook. Um, I'm, I'm going to show you it for a different reason though. now. Uh, 
folks, the numbers are the numbers, okay? We do facts and data on this show. You're never going to leave this show dumber, okay? Unlike watching MSNBC, where you always leave dumber. They want you to believe that these January 6th hearings, the country's just enraptured, but they're just taken in by it. They can't believe it. they've been transformed by these things. It's just not happening. This is playbook, the lefty Bible. So some playbook poll, political playbook poll went out about these January 6th hearings. Only 58% of voters heard about the hearings. 38% of voters said they watched or listened to at least some of them. So less than four out of 10 of voters are even watching these things. This is certainly not the grasp on public attention they think they're doing. They are. They also know there was a substantial partisan divide. 56% of Democrat voters watch. Think about that before we go. Oh, half of Democrat voters aren't even watching this. 32% of independents. So seven out of 10 independents you want to per, uh, persuade aren't watching this at all. And only 25% of Republicans are watching. Joe, again, in some limited circles, we'd call that a clue. A clue. We'd call that a clue that you're not even getting 60% of Democrats to watch. Roughly half are tuning out. Folks, what's been said has been said about it. Everybody gets it. We don't want to repeat. Everybody understand. They have moved on. Inflation, school shootings, gun laws, the immigration crisis, the crypto crisis, the stock market, the baby formula crisis, the food price crisis. This is just not on people's minds. Keep going with it. I, Dems, I, I hate to tell you, keep going with it. You're just burning your shit. I'm burning anyone else. What's been said has been said. It's baked into the cake. Now, why do I think people are tuning out? Because regardless of your feelings about it, it was a pretty significant moment for a lot of reasons that day. From the rally to what happened afterwards, there were a lot of reasons that day was significant in American history. But why is the Democrats' rhetoric making people tune out, even roughly half of Democrats? Because of this. Watch this video. You want to talk about overcompensation, trying to make something a something that it's not? The insurrect greatest attack on America since Pearl Harbor. People just, they know it's nonsense. They know you're making it up. Here, watch this super, because about a minute of, of, of Democrats and fake Republican rhinos just completely overcompensating to distract you. Check this out. A stunning round of testimony from the witnesses, of course, what the committee was able to offer in terms of new materials that we had never seen before. This is so much worse than something like Watergate. This is so much worse than Watergate. This is a watershed moment for our democracy. What happened on January 6th is so much worse than Watergate. Really? It really is by a uh, hundred degrees. Orders of magnitude worse than Watergate. I, yeah. You know, you, you know about Watergate in the history books. Uh, this blows Watergate out of the water. Watergate is a walk in the park next to the January 6th attack on American democracy and the almost assassination of an American vice president at the hands of a mob incited by the American president. This is the most important and disturbing uh, incident that's ever happened in the 246 years of the American constitutional republic. Oh, God, come on. You know, that goes on for like two minutes plus. Joe had a cut, so I cut the end part of it. It just goes on and on, worse than Watergate, worse than Pearl Harbor, worse than 9-11. You know, folks, there was a way to discuss this in a responsible way. The Democrats abandoned all of that. Now, I found this video. I was doing a rundown with producer Jim and the podcast crew here. And uh, producer Jim from the radio show was like, wow, Dan, what a good find. So here are these, this is why they're in trouble, okay? This is why the Republicans could be in a little bit of trouble. Here are two prominent members of the conservative movement, GOP members, um, on MSNBC, no less, pushing uh, electors to interfere in the results in uh, 2020. Here, check this out. There are people who are pushing very hard who think that um, because of some of the constitutional perils of the emoluments clause, uh, because of the popular vote margin, because of um, a fundamentals, they think, 
threat to liberal democracy, that the, the, that electors should be persuaded and pressured on Monday to to part with what their pledge is and vote and vote against Donald Trump. Yes, they absolutely you should do so? that. Absolutely, I I believe right now that there are electors. They only need 38 of them who have a conscience or who are worried about a man who won't attend the daily security briefings, who uh, who we now know Russia was trying to help get elected. I mean, can you imagine if this is, if you or I had been running for office and they, they showed that the Iranians were somehow involved in helping you or me get elected? What would happen to you or me, Chris? I'm just curious. What would happen? <laughs> of course, we're just kidding. It is a good find. That part's great. That's uh, liberal Chris Hayes and even more liberal Michael Moore on his MSNBC show discussing interfering with the electors in the 2016 election. Any talk of an insurrection there? What about hearings? We gonna have hearings on that? No, I'm just checking. I mean, there was violence after the 2016 election all over Washington, D.C. There was violence after the 2016 election in D.C. with the George Floyd riots. There you have them promoting a fake conspiracy theory about Russia in an effort to pressure, pressure electors to not do their constitutional duty. I'm wondering where the hearings are on that. That is a good find. Do a lot of homework. I can hear many hearings on that one, are you? All right. It's time to go on offense, folks. Enough of the nonsense. The Biden administration keeps trying to pin Republicans in a corner. It's like I said in the beginning of the show with the carrot. The Democrats are, they're, listen, you have to respect their tactics. You don't have to like them and you shouldn't like them. But if you don't respect them, you're going to continue to get wrecked. And the Republicans get wrecked nearly every single time. And they're about to get wrecked again. Now, I need a favor from you. I need you today to call your elected representative in Congress and your senator. Write an email if you can, if you have the time. I don't ask this often, but well, often enough. But it's important. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm just one person on my own. I need your help. You're the real army out there, army for freedom. Biden is proposing this. Axios ran it this morning, Hans Nichols. Biden calls on Congress to suspend the federal gas tax. He wants to do it for three months. Now, we could go on and on, and we, I will discuss Biden's Green New Deal agenda, how he loves these high gas prices. It's part of the agenda. But he's trying to box the Republicans in. And I'm begging you to call them and tell them to go on offense and turn around and box him in. So he wants to suspend the gas tax for three months. Joe, what do you think he's doing? It's pretty obvious, right? He's waiting for the Republicans. Sure. To vote no on this so he can have during the midterms, right, coming up, obviously, in November, he wants all the Democrats to be able to say, look, we tried to decrease your gas prices and those dastardly Republicans said no. So I have an idea. Tell me, what do you guys think? About? I haven't told them before, Joe. Here's my idea. Republican senators and congressmen should go and introduce amendments, as many as you can, to make the Trump tax cuts permanent. They should respond back. That's a great idea. The gas tax. We love it. Matter of fact, we want to suspend it for six months because the government wastes all our money. And not only that, while we're in the tax cutting regime here, let's make the Trump tax cuts permanent. What do you think? A big thumbs up, Joe. Yeah, thumbs up from yeah, you. That, Justin's that giving works. me the, the double yeah. thumbs. Everybody. we got. That's what they should do. Call them today and say, yes, absolutely agree to this. And then add amendments, making it six months, double the time. And then Trump tax cuts permanent. See what he says. Make him then. Oh, uh, Mr. President, how do you feel about the amendments? They think it's such a great idea. They want to double it. Matter of fact, they want to expand the tax cuts now that you're a tax cutter. No, 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 no. I was just doing an election gimmick for three months before the election. I didn't mean for this thing to become permanent. I don't really believe in tax cuts or anything like that. You know, the only problem is you're asking Republicans to do it. I, I know. It's a good point. <laughs> you know? We're asking a bunch of feckless zeros yes. up in Congress. There are some decent people, though. You got Jim Jordan. You got Rand Paul. Yeah, He'll be yeah. on the radio show later. You got Mike Lee. I mean, yes, you are correct, Joe. 90% of them are pretty useless, right? But there are people up there. Ted Cruz, to put, to put yeah. amendments in on the House side. Tom Massey, put amendments in. They're the ones. Call them today. Tell them to do it. Watch Biden. Ugh, I don't know what to do. Now, I have this theory about the gas prices. I've been, I've been leveling this theory for the last few days on the radio show and the, uh, and the podcast, right? My theory is the gas prices are high is bad, but theory, right? 
if you really believe gas prices are bad, high gas prices, forgive me, are bad, then the Biden administration should just put a period behind that, correct? It's not hard. I don't have an issue doing that. Yes, high gas prices are bad. Period. I don't need an appendix, footnotes, a but, dot, dot, dot. It's my high gas prices are bad but theory. Every single time, have you noticed this? If you've been watching my show the last few days, if, and if you missed them, go back and, and check them out. The rumble, I'm a little low. I think it's a summer thing. Watch it. It's important. Every clip you hear of a Biden administration official discussing the financial calamity we're in always has a but. The silver lining is this is the great reset. This is exactly the great reset in action. I'm going to get to that video in a second. Let me get to my next sponsor. I'm going to show you it. I'm going to show you two videos, actually, of how they do this and how the media is covering for them. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So, again, my theory here, you will never, ever hear the Biden administration just say gas prices stink. Here's another example here. Here is Jennifer Granholm, the worst energy secretary easily in U.S. history. Jennifer Granholm, Biden's energy secretary, discussing the bad financial malaise. But again, Joe... But, 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 there's a great reset around the corner. They love this stuff. I'm telling you, here, check this out. We've got, obviously, all of this upheaval. We've got the coming out of the pandemic. We've got uh, this obvious invasion of Ukraine on the energy side. And we've got the moment to think and act strategically about lifting up communities and building these supply chains out and building out the installations in a way that give everyone a chance to succeed. Did you, did you notice? Did you catch it? I'm going to skip it. Go to the next video. Cue that. Out. I know we had some elements in between. I'll get that in a second. Right? I should have do it in a different order. Here's Heather Bowsey. She is an economic advisor to Joe Biden, the president right now, right? Here's Heather Bowsey doing the same thing. I'm, folks, they don't think this is a bad thing. There's always the, it's, remember my, my, my theory on this. It's the bad gas prices are bad, but, and then they go in to tell you how wonderful they are. This is the great reset. They want to use this crisis, as Granholm said, to flip the entire economy into a Green New Deal economy, which will bankrupt and destroy us. Here, listen to Heather Bowsey. The exact, wait for the but. It comes halfway through. Check this out. Republicans often say that the administration wants high gas prices. They want this because they think it is an excuse to move to renewables to a cleaner energy. What is your reaction to that? Do you think that the short-term pain will provide long-term gain? Well, I think if there's, the president has been so clear that rising gas prices is a priority for him, that that should dissuade anybody from thinking that he likes it or thinks it is a good thing. But none of that changes the fact that for our national economic security, for our national security, we have to be thinking about all the different ways that we can transition to clean energy. And the president has been very committed to that. You hear it? You hear the flip at the end? Yeah, this is so terrible. But, you know, there's this transition to green energy, so that's the silver lining. They cannot, they don't think this is a bad thing. Neither does the media. The evidence is right in front of your face. Look at this Fox News article. MSNBC, Washington Post, and ABC warn voters against gas prices influencing their vote in November. <laughs> you want to listen to this. Washington Post columnist Catherine Rampell, who is probably one of the most hapless people in the media, told readers it's a wild fantasy to believe the GOP could lower gas prices. And she warned voters, listen to this, quote, to think carefully, think carefully about what they'll get if they cast their ballot based on gas prices. She says the president doesn't have some super secret special dial on his desk that can adjust uh, gas prices, but many voters believe otherwise. This is the guy who's promoting the gas. He just said 
No, no, we need to dump the federal gas tax. for Why? Because he doesn't believe it's going to do anything? You can't have... Folks, wait, wait. If I'm not explaining this well, I'll stop the show right now immediately. Re-edit this whole thing. Am I not explaining this well? The liberal media is saying, don't vote for Biden on gas prices. There's nothing he can do. While Biden tells us there's nothing he can do. While the administration says there's nothing we can do, but this is a good thing. While Biden then proposes a gas tax holiday, which he suggests will do something. What the? Are you? <laughs> Where's my? Why do I have my red flag? Red flag. We're going under the hood for review here. What is it? Thank you. Thank you. I didn't even know you had that. 15 yards. Is it holding? I don't, I don't get it. That what's media, the dear media people in Rampel, what story is right? Is Biden not doing anything? Is he not doing anything because it's good? Is he doing something with the gas tax that's good? Is he doing something with the gas tax that's good so we should do it longer like I'm suggesting we should? What's the freaking story? You just said he couldn't do anything. Oh, oh my gosh. He's like, he's like dividing by zero. It's so, you can, I, I, I. It can, folks, it gets even worse. Newsbusters has a great piece. They will blame Biden for it. There's nothing, there's no amount of harm. Him, Heather Bowsey, Jennifer Granholm, Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg. There is no amount of harm they can do where the media will actually blame Biden. Pulls golf leases, pulls leases in Alaska, shuts down Keystone. I mean, the guy, the guy is just a walking, talking oil and gas disaster. Go into war with the energy CEOs, engaged in this back and forth. Oh, I got their feelings hurt. Feelings hurt. You're the guy screaming and yelling like a maniac all the time. Here's a newsbuster stir about the baby formula crisis. He's just a bystander. Networks let Biden escape the blame on baby on the baby formula crisis. Here, this is crazy. They did an analysis. Fifty four stories on the baby formula shortage, folks. Stories blaming Biden. Fifty four. Nope. Ten. Ten. Oh. Where are the rest? I don't know. Probably blaming Republicans. I don't know. Donald Trump did it. Whatever. So ridiculous. It was Putin. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Putin did it. That's right, folks. Putin did it. <laughs> Dow going down again. Had one day yesterday up a little bit. Again, it just can't get. They will never blame this guy. It's whatever. I, the media being stupid is, is obviously a whole other issue. Now, on a lighter note, it's the summer. During the summer, you know, it, 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 people want to feel good. You get the sun out. People vacation a little bit. We don't want a bunch of bad news. I think we're about to engage in a dramatic turnaround for the better for the United States. But I'm going to start including some lighter stories here and there. What we used to, what were rough cuts? Me and Joe used to do rough cuts during the holidays. Yeah. Those shows were fun where we did everything but politics. This is an awesome video. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify or any of these uh, podcast apps that are audio only, we love it. We appreciate it. But please watch the show on Rumble today. Rumble.com slash Bongino. If just to see this clip. Now, this clip is like 15 minutes long. We obviously cut it to about 30 seconds. We had to cut out some language. Long and short of it, it's a guy who catches this other guy harassing people in a 7-Eleven. The guy in the video, according to the story at least, is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu expert, black belt. You know I love grappling. I am obsessed with grappling and ground fighting. I've been doing it for a long time. I love it. I love it for a couple reasons. It enables you to control someone without hurting them and causing any permanent injuries. And unlike other martial arts, which are good, I'm not knocking anyone, um, but you can't practice it full force, obviously. You can't say, it's, let's say, in traditional karate, Joe, like, Joe, I'm going to kick you in the head using a roundhouse kick. Tell me how it feels like you, you can't do, you can't, it's hard to practice the right way. It's good. I like it. It's just, it's hard to practice. Brazilian jiu-jitsu doesn't have that limitation. You can grapple full force with 20 different people and leave no worse for the wear. Guy chokes you out, you tap out. Guy arm bars you, you tap out. So the point of that is not only do you get very good because you can practice it full speed, but you practice it so much that the panic of fighting that every man, I don't care how tough you are, there's always a little bit of panic in a fist fight. Always, even with the toughest guys, right? In the beginning. There's always, if you're fighting someone, I mean, if you're fighting some, you know, five foot one, 25 pound guy and you're 600 pound jacket of panic. But if you're fighting a reactual fight, there's always a little bit of panic. You do Brazilian jiu-jitsu and ground fighting so much 
that you don't, you just don't panic anymore. Fighting's almost like a chess match to you. Here's what I mean. Here's this video. This Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy uh, gets this guy on the ground who was accosting a bunch of female, a bunch of people in the 7-Eleven, according to the story, at least. And watch the control on this guy and how the guy just can't move as the guy on top has him in what they call a gift wrap, where you wrap the guy's own arm around his own neck. Check this out. Look, calm down. I do not want to hurt you, man. Hey, I'm man, not, don't I'm not hurting me the I got swords. I got you. I understand. Stop playing with me. Look, man. Stop playing with me. You're strong, man. That's what I'm saying. No, I ain't strong yet, man. You think this is a dog? There it is. I mean, I lo- that's one of my best videos I've seen about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in a long time. The guy on top is roughly the same size. The guy on the bottom is a little skinnier. I don't know how tall they are. You can't tell because they're on the ground. But it goes to show you, the guy on the top's not panicked at all. By the way, that goes on for, I don't know, Joe, how long is that? Minute? 14, 15 minutes long yeah, before the cops show up? One. Yeah. Yeah, the guy's not panicked. He's not breathing heavy on top. The guy on the bottom's freaking out because he can't get away. But he gift wraps him. He uses his weight to put him on top of the guy. The guy can't move. This is what I love about Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You can control someone and stop a really bad situation without causing anybody any injury. That's the goal, right? I don't want to hurt anyone. I never wanted to hurt anyone. Well, you know, that's all that's movie crap. Uh, whoop your ass. Get out of here with that. You, you, that's nonsense. You don't want to do that. The cops show up and do the right thing. That's why it matters. If you can take a class I, and, and you're in physically in good enough shape to do it, I highly, highly recommend Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. You'll be like that guy, not panicked at all. Guy in the bottom's freaking out. Guy at the top's like, hey, <laughs> cops here yet? Matter of fact, the guy on top at one point, if you watch the link, by the way, if you want to watch the whole video, the link is in the newsletter, bongito.com slash newsletter. You heard that before. If you want to watch the whole video at one point, I kid you not, the guy on top, the Brazilian jujitsu expert takes his phone and puts it there. That's how he got the recording. Cause he doesn't, yeah. I, I don't think he, he doesn't want to be sued. You see at the beginning, Joe, he's like, hold on, I'm <laughs> going to put my phone here while we video this whole thing. That's how calm the guy is. The benefits of Brazilian jujitsu, learn to defend yourself. All right, let me get to my next sponsor, and I got a story coming up next. I can't think of two worse ideas than these two new Democratic proposals coming up next. I can't. I can think of as bad, but definitely not worse. (laughs) These are bad. One involves the cops. One involves identity politics. Now, the Democrats are full of bad ideas. We know that. That's why they're Democrats. It's the whole essence of the liberal forest fire, metastasizing and destroying the country and the world including the country of Colombia. I can't get that story off my mind. Colombia electing a full-blown leftist communist to destroy that country. But in the realm of bad ideas, these two take the cake. So, you know, we had a problem with the housing crisis and a banking crisis not that long ago, uh, back during the McCain-Obama presidential election. Little thing, you may have missed it, Joe, the housing crisis, people bankruptcy. You no. that? Did you remember that? Yeah. No? Vaguely rings a bell. Joe was on talk radio at the time. May have been discussed once or twice. The entire housing market collapsing in the United States. The biggest recession we've had since the Great Depression. Joe missed that one. The talk radio. Nobody saw it. It's just it's right over. Right. So I'm kidding, of course. Joe, I mean, it was, it was only the biggest story, uh, economic story of our lifetimes, right? The Great Recession. Well, it was caused by the misallocation of resources. Well, the Fed now, the Federal Reserve, which folks, as we've seen over the last few months, has no ability to even control what it's meant to control now, inflation and unemployment. They have a dual mandate, the Federal Reserve. You can look it up. They're supposed to intervene in inflation and the unemployment markets using monetary policy. They've done such a great job. We're at 8.6 inflation, leading pretty much the organized world right now in inflation. So the Fed, because they can't do their first two jobs, the Democrats have this great idea to expand the Fed's uh, mandate to include racial equity. Yes, racial equity too. Wall Street Journal has a piece you should really read called a woke mandate for the Federal Reserve. Now they ask a few questions. Like, are they going to be measuring the black-white unemployment gap? How high would prices have to climb before the Fed considers raising interest rates? 
Interesting, because they could do things like implement school choice to close that unemployment gap, to give minority workers a chance in this knowledge economy. They won't do that. They want a racial equity mandate with the Federal Reserve. A couple other questions here. If you happen to be black or a minority group, are you going to have to put up less capital for your house than someone who is uh, white? Because that sounds to me like racial discrimination. Sounds like that would be unconstitutional. Doesn't seem to matter to the left. Here's another question. What about banks? Are banks going to be forced to make loans to on specific racial categories, even if the person in that racial category can't pay back the loan? Sounds kind of like another financial crisis on the horizon, doesn't it? Nah, no big deal. So the Fed, which can't in its dual mandate, dual two for the left, leftist listening, can't control unemployment and can't control inflation. Matter of fact, inflation's gone out of control uh, for the last year now. We now want to add racial equity. You said you had two bad ideas. Yes, shockingly, there's another one that's just as bad, if not worse. AP article, Chicago police unveiled the long-awaited foot pursuit policy. Chicago Police Department is now banning foot pursuits under many circumstances. Quote, officers won't be allowed to chase people on foot if they suspect them of minor offenses. They go on to include parking violations, suspended licenses, or drinking alcohol in public. Just a few. But they'll still have discretion to chase people on foot who they determined are committing or about to commit crimes that pose an obvious threat to any person. <laughs> now, if there was ever a subject in my wheelhouse and ever a benefit to you being here, uh, this is it. Having been a police officer and a federal agent, having studied these issues extensively. Folks, this is an idea so bad, only a Democrat like Lori Lightfoot, the dreadful mayor of Chicago, probably the worst mayor of the, in the country, and that's saying a lot, would propose it. Here's why this is so bad outside of the obvious. I mean, the well, let me just state there are liberals listening. So, Joe, we, we should just put the obvious out there. Yeah. The obvious thing is this. If a criminal knows you can't chase them, then they're going to run away. Hold on. Give, give, give liberals a moment with that. They're like, what? Really? You mean they're not just going to stop? Criminals run now, even though you can chase them. When criminals find out you can't chase them, they're all going to run. And you're going to arrest no one. Now, you may say, fairly enough, because you're a liberal and don't think these things through. Well, Dan, they're not saying you can't chase, chase dangerous people. They're just saying you can't chase people on foot, on foot, who are accused of minor violations. Folks, minor violations are what you get the serious criminals on. How many times do I have to explain this? Criminals, can I tell you just a quick story? We got kind of a public nuisance call when I was a precinct officer in the 7-5 precinct in East New York, Brooklyn. I forget what it was, loud noises or whatever. We go to the scene. We go to the scene. The guy at the scene is, is drinking in public, which is illegal. We, get, we ask the guy for his license, run the guy's license. The guy didn't try to get away, but the point is we were there for a minor offense. It was a noise violation or something. The neighbor was complaining. I think they had a radio outside or whatever it was. They didn't have cell phones back then, right? The guy had another minor offense, drinking in public. Ran the guy. Guy had a warrant. Turns out, because back then uh, they, they had this gun law in New York, you get caught with a gun, you spend a year in jail, right? Illegal gun. The criminal stopped carrying the guns on him. But we noticed he kept looking at this bag on the ground next to him. I may have told this story before. Well, the guy had the gun on the ground next to him. Figure if he didn't have it on him, that he wouldn't get caught for possession. Well, he eventually, I think, cop later. I'm not really sure about the details. I forget what happened. It was a long time ago. But the point is, the guy was definitely a prohibited possessor. We had run the guy. He was definitely a prohibited possessor. He had the gun. Whether he claimed the gun later or we charged him with it, I don't remember. But that was an illegal gun in the dangerous hands of a criminal taken off the street precisely because of a minor violation. Ladies and gentlemen, that guy runs because you're there for a minor violation. The guy who was going to be the CPW, criminal possession of a weapon, armed robbery guy later, is out there in the street. I, I cannot think of a dumber idea than this. You're about to see crime in Chicago explode. Explode. And it's even bad now. Even worse. And it doesn't matter. They'll blame it on me, Dan Bongito. 
Oh, Dan Bongino did it. Dan Bongino, elected official in Chicago? No. Does he live in Chicago? No. When was the last time he was in Chicago? 15 years ago. He did it. Definitely him. He did it. Keep voting. What's that? There's no benefit. This is the soft on crime. The police are the bad guys. He wants to know what the benefit is. There's no benefit. This is a message by Lori Lightfoot to liberal people who pay for her campaign that the cops suck and they hate them. That's all this is. You think any cop wants to get in a foot pursuit? Honestly, it's exhausting chasing people with 10 pounds of gear on. So stupid. So stupid. Uh, all right, let me get to one last video. Go to the Kareem Jean-Pierre video. I'll get to the other stuff tomorrow. That Kroger story and the lot. I'll have to get to that tomorrow. I'm a little worried. I opened up the show with some of Biden's lies, uh, Democrat lies about the, gu- uh, and then the gun bill stuff. I always get worried because whenever the Democrats tell you something, the opposite of true. It's the old dipsy do flipperoo theory. Democrats told us inflation was going to be transitory. It wasn't. They told us the border was closed. It's not. Uh, everything they tell you is the opposite. Now, Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked about a recession, the White House spokeswoman. Here's her. This is like if there's an oh no moment that we're definitely looking at a recession, this is it. Just apply the dipsy do flipperoo theory. Check this out. Right now, we don't see a recession right now. That is not, we're not in a recession right now. Uh, right now, we're in a transition where we, we, will, we are uh, going to go into a place of stable and steady growth. And that's going to be, uh, that's, that's going to be our focus. Okay, save that clip. I can't predict the future. Oh, Tom Kircher, Tom Kircher from Politifar. I know you can. I know you love to fact check predictions. So fact check this one. I am predicting that an inflation is a uh, recession is likely in the future due to inflation. Please fact check. I, I know. <laughs> I, I know that's what you do. I know. Please fact check. Tom, Tom, Bill McCarthy, fact check a prediction that hasn't happened yet. Please go ahead. I'm predicting it's going to happen. Flag. One of us will be right. One of us will be wrong. Flag. Thank you, Joe. It is uh, Wednesday, June 22nd before 10 o'clock. Okay. Flag. Well, some, one of us is going to be right. One of us is going to be wrong. Two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Will it be the next quarter? Not sure. But I am predicting a recession is in the future. One of us will be right. One of us will be wrong. I was right on inflation. was right on the border. was right on Spygate. was right on collusion. We'll see who's right. But when Joe Biden's team says something won't happen, you can almost be guaranteed it will. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. Really appreciate it. We're going to be doing some questions early this week. We had a special interview for you on Friday. We're going to have Dinesh D'Souza back on the Friday show and the podcast, which is going to be awesome. So don't miss that. And please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Rumble, if we're trying to get to 3 million users on Rumble, it send a big message. Rumble.com slash Bongino and wherever else you get your podcasts. We really appreciate it. Talk to you later. You just heard Dan Bongino.